I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfathers was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. Why, hello. I'm feeling this little snazzy flannel you got on. I'm, I'm in the hoodie gang alone today. Oh, my bad. I will. I'm glad you like the flannel. Uh, you know, I figured uh, it, it's time for the girl to layer. So if you really zoom in, you see I have my undershirt and then I have my long sleeve second shirt and then the that. flannel, you know? Uh, like so, it. you know, since we're deep in the in the cold times of the year, or at least here in the PNW, the Pacific Northwest, uh, you know, it's a time to bust out your, your layers and get a little cute with, uh, I yes, guess, even trying got, to stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> got sexy lumberjack going on over here. Ew, well, as long as there's sexy in front of it, you know, I'm down. Uh, yes, always. <laughs> yes. Let that always be the adjective, please. I'm just, you know, putting that out there for the world. <laughs> um, also, secret confession, which I guess it's no longer Uh-oh. a secret if I'm going to say Here it. Go. You know what? I'm just not even going to then. Uh, I'll do no, this off. Say it. I'll you do it off. You do I'll this do all the time. Jay I know. Kelly. I feel so you bad. You hide me up to hear something. Look. You're like, you know what? No, never mind. I'm not going to say it. Like, you have right? to say it now. I'll just tell you. And if anyone does care to know, you can email the quantum theory pod at gmail account and i will tell you as well however um i'll just tell you later michaela because uh, oh, i'm also gosh. just now kind i of have to sit here in anticipation <laughs> the entire show having no, no idea what you are about to tell me i'm gonna be thinking about it the whole time now it's okay it's cool i guess i'll well, wait you know I it'll help, don't it'll, have a choice you better it'll help give us a too. circle it'll give us a circle effect you know that way our, our podcast won't be so good. linear you know it'll bring us something to come back to and that's sure. what I look forward to. You know, we're honoring the ancestors in that way. Oh, that's what we're going into right now? That's how, that's how much you're going to sugarcoat, sugarcoat me? Okay. Okay. Got it. Oh, I'm just playing. But I'm going to remember. I'm going to write it down on my little notes and make sure you tell me. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Actually, just text me now and then I'll check my notifications later. No, I'm playing. Nope, I'm going to remember. <laughs> you're not about to leave me on red with this information. Uh. Well, just know that, um, you know, sexy, that's, that's a, you know, I, I am rubber and you are glue, you know, bounces off of me and sticks to you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because hoodie gang all the time and still holding it down. Um, you know, well, we even had to spit it. those classic Drake lyrics that one time, you know. Uh, oh, Lord. If just only the people <laughs> could actually see what you, you're making me sound great. You know what? So I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to go into detail how I look with my hoodie right now, but I'm going to appreciate the love. The love look, the best thing is that. We get to paint a picture, you know, so people don't yeah. even know what yeah. we're seeing. Uh, we can we can really throw it down. You know, I could have at least 42 inches of bundles, you know, in my hair right now. People don't know mm-hmm. it. Yeah, we can paint that picture, you know. Yeah, we can. Um, ooh, and if it were like lime green, um, yes. you know, just edges laid. Yes. Ooh, and like a beat face. Yeah, yes. um, like I have like a wicked, no, I'm playing, trying to like go into the makeup <laughs> details. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lose people because uh, I already lost oh, myself. Man. So, 
Yeah. And shout That's out to all the makeup depressing. artists out there. Why did you leave? What? Wait, I'm so lost. It's okay, though. I'll catch up. I was really Look. happy, then I got really sad, and then I got really happy again. Like, <laughs> My bad, Joe. Uh, anyway. and yeah, just to the people who actually even do their makeup, you know, uh, to you even, because uh, I, I don't be, I, like, I've spent probably like a good... Mm, 48 hours with brushes in my hand and that's like for the entire span of my life uh so i can't imagine those who you know can throw down in any and always you know shout out to y'all yeah we appreciate it i wish like it once i get rich like the one thing I, the one thing i definitely need to put into consideration is hiring somebody to do my makeup on a day-to-day basis and to okay. go buy my clothes for me because those are like hassles for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I get the job done, but it's like, I just want somebody else to deal with it. I don't want to, I don't want to take that time. A stylist sounds just dope. get me ready. <laughs> yeah, no, a stylist definitely sounds dope for sure. Uh, yeah. Also too, curious, what level of, uh, of makeup are you wanting to possibly see is it like on a scale of like alicia keys to alicia i don't know keys what don't you know i'm alicia keys currently probably because <laughs> your girl don't i i put makeup on on a, when i step out obviously your girl gets right? herself together yeah but i mean i work for myself so it's like not like i need to wear makeup so yes i'm currently alicia keys but on the which on, baddie, I, don't know. I mean there's levels know. to everything i can't choose because yes. then i can sit here and say i want to look like this person but this person could be completely done up but like i want that look for a specific day you know what i mean like there's yeah there's levels but i prefer i mean but alicia's alicia like she's gorgeous i'm not yeah. on alicia's level so even though i say i have her <laughs> i have her right now i definitely don't look like no alicia keys <laughs> like <laughs> oh my god one hush, uh, and I guess well you know it would have been helpful. Like it's just it's all it's a glow for her, and I don't know what skincare okay. routine she uses, but I need to get on it because my makeup game la- is lagging a little bit. Plus but, uh, lighting, you know, like the girl has top tier lighting, so all of it, you know, <laughs> money goes into try. a lot of that too. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and you know, definitely thank you, Hanyawat. Thank you, Creator, for you know all that we have these beautiful looks and you know. Uh, beautiful skin and cheekbones and smiles and just a mm-hmm. heart that radiates out to people. Yeah, imagine mm-hmm. this stuff with some money behind it. Like oh, word, <laughs> word. the come up, uh, you know, just the the season six of like any franchise where it's like, oh, girl, there's money behind this now. Oh yeah, uh, you know, there's there, there's <laughs> always that aspect too. So definitely shout out. Um, and I guess yeah, to complete my thing, I was gonna say something like Alicia Keys to like uh, like a Sephora like makeup artist clinician like on on the clock you know like they're like full mug down like yeah. close range i don't like, need all that you know? <laughs> i feel like that's too much like and it's not good for your skin i would presume oh my to gosh be what a challenge every day you know like yeah. i don't know and i'm not that insecure to where i don't like i have to have makeup on when i go places like it's just when i'm feeling myself i got a cute outfit on like i'm doing my whole done up face otherwise yeah. i keep it pretty natural like if just from like quick errands or you know if i'm have a busy day but like don't have anyone to necessarily see that's when i'll do like a basic foundation maybe a little blush mascara eyebrows kind of call it a day okay um and that's just very like basic that's the natural look for me i guess yeah yeah (laughs) but then like if i'm really trying to do it up then i'll do 
I wouldn't say the whole nine yards because there's a lot to make up, but I do the essential fundamentals of doing it up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Your, you know, your eyeshadows, your highlights here and there, all that stuff. Yeah. A cute lip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The basics. Yeah. I'm (laughs) Basic necessities. I don't like doing too much. Like, I want to look like me. Like, I don't want to take it off and I'm a whole other person. You know what I mean? There's a lot of females out there like that. (laughs) Like one minute they're Michelle and then they take their makeup off and they're Michael and it's like I had no idea had what was going on like you know what not. I mean like I don't want to be that person <laughs> screaming uh, I guess I I was like when you were saying that never mind I'm not gonna <laughs> I was like I felt like an Annalise Keating moment where like season one of How to Get Away with Murder she's like show. in her in her boudoir like you know in her what's that thing called the mirror the vanity uh, you oh know, don't even like, cover my girl Viola. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Alone. That's what I'm saying. I didn't want to bring it up. Like that's that's what don't I got in my head. Up. Yeah, I wasn't don't, trying to res- disrespect. The, 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 no, because exactly. <laughs> that's what I was like that was the image that came in my head, and I chuckled to myself. Yeah, I was like, yet yeah, the context behind that doesn't apply to what we're talking about here. Yeah, um, we're gonna keep it pushing because I love me so Viola. Like, <laughs> Exactly. Oh, me too. Let me be very clear right here and right now. That's why I started to share. Then I took it back. Then I was like, you know what? I've already done this to you once already. (laughs) Like, now I got to follow through. It's okay. It's okay. Anyways. We'll keep um, pushing. We don't got to let the people know what that reference was. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> right. That's what I, yeah. That's, anyways, moral is. Uh, it was coming across my head. I was just like cracking up to myself. However, <laughs> yeah, uh, a brow, it's funny that you mentioned that. Well, one, uh, two, it's, it, as I say, one. You know, a one, two, a three, and a checka. Who knows? Uh, okay. <laughs> clearly on one today. Excuse me. I love it. I mean, you got your coffee in the back. I mean, just yeah. as I said, we both That's got probably our coffee. the reason, so actually. I got that extra much. shot. Exactly. Who We're a little extra today. You know, I'm, right. I, don't, I don't have an extra shot in mine, though. I'm a big baby. Like, I can yeah. do one cup of coffee, but, like, anything past that, like, gives your girls the poops. Like, I need, I can only do one cup. I'm straight with one cup. Yeah. I can't I feel do too you. Well, much. I, I had the black coffee in the morning for like black the ritual, coffee, no sugar, you know. Ew. Girl, I need down with my tea. You ever, you know that song? Please enlighten. Did I get you? Did Please I get, enlighten. I got you. No, Go on, all right. Continue the verse. I, I'm so excited. I, one for like a hundred. <laughs> At least I got one reference that you did not understand. I'm about Come to start on. making I was you in it. Don't stop. Song, black coffee by Heavy D. Heavy D and the boys. Ooh, yes, yeah, no not to that no extent. Yeah. Well, I'd have to, we're have to yeah. put that on a list. Yeah, please. I'll share it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh what were you saying? <laughs> I had a moment. Uh, well, yeah, uh, some people may hear my iced coffee today uh, because, yeah, it's <laughs> like four in the afternoon and I'm finally having my lunch break. I ran... I know, it's probably not the best place. Yeah, I went to the Bucks to get a quick iced coffee. And, you know, big conglomerate. It, to the Bucks? It, it, <laughs> it took me a minute. Uh, <laughs> is that oh, like a... Starbucks. Is that a term uh, for, like, Starbucks people? Like, is no, that, that like, you that's, have, like, that's, you have the beehive and you guys are, like, the Bucks? No, like, the Bucks fam or... No, no, <laughs> okay. uh, uh No, I just like to call it the Bucks because, yeah, I, I don't appreciate calling it Starbucks, uh, you know, because I'm not really trying to... <sighs> Anyways, whatever. Support local businesses, uh, black and brown, <laughs> small business, please. Uh, more or less, I ran there really quick, uh, getting some juice me ups for the rest of this day because, yeah, it's been a little hectic on the top half of the day. Uh, and so, yeah, definitely about to enjoy my lunch, which is like one of their breakfast sandwiches and this iced coffee. So you may hear it in the episode. 
at 4 p.m. However, to you, Michaela, I was going to say it's crazy, too, just <clears throat> how we talk about our lives currently, uh, where you want to say, I habitually do this thing, yet because we're like, what, 20 months deep or 19 months deep in this big life-changing era that we're all experiencing mm-hmm. right now, it's really difficult to try to say things like, oh, I habitually would do this thing. Because, like, for the last year and a half, we've, like, been off the step, you know, like, uh, a little bit. Yeah, we're going through. I don't know. I just think that's strange, too, thinking about that. Because it hit me last night because eyebrows. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm super excited um, to. I used to love to get my eyebrows threaded. Uh, I used to love the look. I used to love, like, the process of, like, you know, going and getting, like, a fresh haircut. And then going Mm. over to the eyebrow salon and, like, seeing my dope estheticians or you know magicians really mm-hmm. you know on like the bi-weekly basis like it was a ritual thing you know and I used to love that and then also like the the vanity part of it like I loved the look I loved how it helped me express a different side of like Helen you know it's like metropolitan mm-hmm. you know city down Helen because mm-hmm. uh, I had that amenity like on deck right mm-hmm. uh and so, yeah, I thought about that last night. I was like, dang, I haven't done my brows in like two years. Uh, and like, I'm cool with it. Like, I'm not, I'm, you know, again, I'm fine. Uh, yeah. You know, they're the girls as they are and I'm fine with them. You know, I have been for all the years. Yeah, I, I am excited to like get back to the place where it's like, oh yeah, I habitually do this thing, you know, because yeah. it, it's a part of my week and it makes me feel good or, you know, it's a part of my regimen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I don't know. Is, is is that part of, like, what you were talking about, too, with, like, you, how you get ready and, like, you, you know, stepping out, uh, like, you know, like, that like facet, I Like, what I do guess. habitually, like, when I step out? Well, no, I guess, <clears throat> now I'm starting to confuse myself. Uh, yeah, you know, just basically <laughs> when we it. talk about stuff right now, you know, well, like, normally I would do this thing, yet, you know, COVID, right? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, Dang. you know, I, I would most likely step out of the house more. Therefore, I would most likely probably be getting dressed up more. Yeah. However, I, COVID, you know, yeah. like, we always have to, like, now that it's <laughs> like this 18, 18 to 20 month chunk of time, like, it kind of, it you know, it extends that year to what we normally do. Because mm-hmm. we're like, well, you know, except for what's been going on, you know. Yeah. Like, it, it may not be true to what I've been doing in the last 16 months. However, prior to that, this is what I would normally do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's yeah. all I was really trying to say. <laughs> I definitely do. Like, but that's the thing, though, is like, so prior to COVID, I was working, I was working. I was going, like, going into work and, you know, and now I work for myself. So that's a completely mm. different experience that really kind of changes my world in a good way. Yeah. But the things I used to do, I mean, I wouldn't really be doing now in a sense I guess I would would put it that way like I probably would be the same even let's say the let's say the pandemic passed by and we're back to normal now I would be the same (laughs) in hoodies hoodies and sweats all day but I think but yeah there I did like kind of when I when your girl girl switch was on for working out that was something I kind of did habitually when I would kind of get in the group of doing that and I used to always run different errands like I always made sure I was out of the house doing yeah. something um productive um as opposed <laughs> to now obviously there's only so much I can do and then obviously working for myself it's like you know 
there's always something to do, but then I've already gotten comfortable because of COVID to where I don't even want to go out and feel like I have to go out and do different things nowadays. Like, I don't know. It is definitely different, but in in terms of like self-care, I guess, like I just now started probably about a couple months ago. No, maybe a little bit more. No, I would say a couple months ago. Um... I made it that goal to start splurging on myself again because that's something yes. I stopped doing because of COVID. Like, I didn't get my nails done for, like, a year and a half. Like, didn't pay attention to my eyebrows very much. And so, yeah, so now I get my nails done on a regular basis. I go and get my brows threaded. They're oh. not done now, so don't look at them. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm due for a l- Actually, no. The thing is, like, my brows, I can get them done, like, once every other month. Like, they're that makes really... Sense not they don't grow like that i guess yeah you see so, these bushy bushies on my face you know so <laughs> your eyebrows are not bushy but Anyways. um but yeah so the little the couple the last couple things that i've kind of been doing habitually for sure in terms of you know looking a little flossy yeah a little bit but yeah but well yeah, isn't too it's the it. feel you know, mm-hmm. it's the feel of getting up and like doing the things to like make yourself like, you know, it's fun to put on a, a fun outfit sometimes, even if it's sporty and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like anything, oh, for sure. you know, just like, oh, I got the matching J's with the matching sweatsuit, you know, mm-hmm. like, we'll and my hair slicked back today. cute, you know, yeah, like yeah. it can be easy days. Uh, just having that is like, because I, I guess what was starting my thought process about even the eyebrows themselves or just like, you know, kind of like getting back into that stuff is mm-hmm. uh, wanting to get back to the city. Because prior to me being back here in the in the Northwest, I was uh, in New York City uh, for well, just under two over. years. Right. I've been trying um, to get you to come over here and visit me. You know, I can meet you in New York. Let's go. We need to plan this. You know, I'm going to make you do an obligation at some point on air so you feel obligated. And I'm going to call Switzerland and be like, hey, blow up his Instagram. Tell him, hey, you made a promise to me. Like, I'm not going to let people forget. Like, I'm, yeah, our fans, okay. our listeners, I am personally going to direct message them and tell them to bother you to come out here so we can live our life. All so right? excited. Okay. Uh, well, before that happens, I'll just, you know, do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> However, I'm, you know, it's you so good. No, <laughs> right? Exactly. Now, I, now, I, now, I have an awareness to work with. Uh, right, well, because the other part too is that I'm really just trying to relocate myself back over on the coast. I'm ready oh, to get back over there. Yeah, and okay. now I'm in a place where you know I have my steady job. I work remote, um, and I also am working on these other things. I've been using this time to really help. Um, establish myself in a better financial position than I was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Very now important. it's getting exciting to where it's like, oh, now I can really plan to make my return um, because of a lot of the, th- the key things that I was, um, you know, being quote unquote held back by before. Um, I have, you know, a good hold on now present, mm-hmm. right? Whatever. So taking that moment to dream and then, yeah, just thinking about things of like, oh, I used to love like going to uh, artist collectives where, you know, it'd be like at a gallery space or whatever. And, you know, there's like cheese and crackers and wine, uh, yeah, you know, and it's just all word of mouth events. Right. And then mm-hmm. you just kind of show up, mix and mingle. Like I used to love doing all that stuff and going just whatever the city provided. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, even like going back, like right here and right now, like say if I could hop up and be there by January. Uh, it's like, well, would my experience be what I envision, you know, because of like closed downs and, you know, yeah. this and that. Uh, 
Anyways, that was a weird aside. However, before that is really just um, I'm allowing myself to start dreaming, to start making more finite plans to make myself uh, be a East Coast resident again because it's integral to my larger plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's I'll all be over in there. due time. It's all in due time, too. It's like, especially if you want to completely relocate, that takes a lot of decision making, yeah. you know, not only for it's like, and you have to include everything like finances, mental health, you have to include everything, like everything, yeah. you know? Yeah. So trust the process. I won't be on you for, you know, I'll, I'll take a minute to, to pressure you, but um, <laughs> while you get it together, I'll give you a time frame to to, to figure it out. But um, well, thank but, you, yeah. thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. But um, yeah, but that's the hard part. It's like, okay, well, this is what I want, but at the same time, because I kind of was feeling that way, and I wanted to live internationally and I'm like why not like you know at least for the next couple years let me just go out live my life meet different people you know I mean like be on my eat pray love like but then I'm like realistically just with the state of the like the world right now and the whole pandemic like is it the smartest move right now to kind of make that full-on commitment so it's really just you know kind to trying to weed out what's doable, what's not doable, and not forcing anything. Um, so still up in the air just about decisions, but um, I think overall, as long as you have your ultimate goal, like, you'll get there, you know? You don't have to take t- such big steps, you know? It's the tiny steps that get you to the big win, so, you know, you'll you'll get it. And I'm excited because hopefully I will still be here and we will have to... Getting some to some to some shenanigans, you know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> when it's when it's a train ride, train ride away, uh, or like a quick, you know, zip me up on a car. Well, train yes. really, because um, it, it's all connected, <laughs> or what? buses, whatever, you know, uh, all the things. Uh, yeah, when it's just a quick hop, skip, and jump, literally, rather than this coast yeah. to coast. Um, yeah, 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 I definitely yeah. anticipate a whole lot more. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be awesome. And for you to know, I'm at the end of... That sounded so rugged. I'm all, I'm at the end of my rope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, you need to chill out with all of these little metaphors you got going on. <laughs> I know. I do. Well, that's not what I was going to say. I was like, uh, so it is, though, kind of in a way. Because uh, I'm like, I'm at two and a half years being home, and I didn't expect to be here that long. I remember when I first got back here, one of my friends was like, oh, yeah, I've been home for two years now. Can you believe it? And I was like, oh, my gosh, mind blown. It doesn't seem like that time has passed. And here I am now, two and a half years being back home. And and so, yeah, that's how I feel. I'm just like, all right, like, this was, like, time that I didn't even anticipate. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm thankful for it. I'm grateful for it Uh, Mm -hmm. and ready to, like, get to the the other transitional chapter in – in yeah. my life that was yeah I mean waiting is not a big uh, deal is not um, a bad idea either just because inflation has been crazy like with everything in the country right now but flights especially I was looking mm. at a flight to come come visit um, to Idaho and it was like 700 one way when normally it would only be like 250 one way and I'm like whoa so really got to play this game of you know your, the finances yeah and when it comes to making decisions right now like everywhere the prices is just skyrocketing so yeah that's another factor but, <laughs> but yeah anyway i know seriously uh <laughs> well the thing that got me so hyped 
right before this. Because, yeah, like I said, it was like, it wasn't chaos. It was just another work day, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Working eight hours prior to coming in and recording. Um, I have to like make that switch, you know, where I'm like, okay, Kellen, all of that stuff, let it go. So that was one, obviously just one thing that like made me happy because I was like, all right, now I get to have fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the other thing that made me really happy, which uh, I told you off air yet uh, going back to is that apparently uh, today is Nicki Minaj's birthday, according to the Mm -hmm. Barb's and, uh, you know, the Twitter sphere. And I was, I just, I happened upon the hashtag, uh, like Barb scream, or I can't remember something, Barbie screams, uh, something like that. Uh, and yeah, the whole thing was a a Twitter spaces. Basically it's like a, a place where people can go in and gather and listen, um, like many other apps do. Uh, and so yeah, this one was about, or it had, a bunch of uh, Nicki Minaj fans uh, screaming lyrics in celebration of her birthday. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, like, it just had me giggling at how, uh, you know, fandoms and how crazy people get about <laughs> the people that they love. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give a quick shout for. out. Not to, I'm going to let you finish. Just kidding. But <laughs> I want to give a quick shout out to the voice of the Nimipu, Daniel Spaulding, because he is an extreme Nikki fan. I don't want to say extreme, but he's definitely a Nikki fan. So if he's listening to this, you know, we're thinking of you. Yes. Because <laughs> we when we were in high school, that's what I listened to. And when I was in high school, my senior year, that's when I was listening all to, like, Nikki's EPs. So I was listening to, like, her beginning tracks. Because then yeah. I was moving from New York to Lapway. And that uh-huh. was, like, the wave. Like, that's what we, like, my group of friends, that's what I listened to. Um, so I was listening to that all senior year, or her all senior year. And, like, he he liked Nikki too, so we would always be spitting like Nikki bars in high school, <laughs> and I used to know like monster word for word. Now I don't even know probably a single word off top, but I mean if the track came on, I'm sure it would just right. flow out of me. And then I You'd remember be able to pull up in the Sri Lanka. Like, yep. <laughs> okay, I don't know. What? I'm not gonna fall no off that. I don't, uh, you guys want to hear me rap? <laughs> And then I, I like, drew her portrait. Like, not portrait, but, like, I don't know. It was something in a magazine. But, um, yeah, I used to be a heavy Nikki fan. But, yeah, the whole purpose of that interruption was, like, we have to acknowledge Daniel. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for doing so. Are you going to spit some bars for us? No, that wasn't the point of it. That was not the point of the story by any means. I called you out. You have to now. (laughs) No. Um, however, I, I was another thing. Twitter be having me just like in tears uh, because so many yeah, dumb things happen minutes. every day, and people just like get on it, and then they clown about whatever the thing is, and then it's the worst. Uh, so <laughs> this past week, um, <laughs> after the season finale, finale, finale of Real Housewives of Potomac, uh, the last finale. Uh, don't episode, tell me anything. Uh, well, don't you, give away anything. You no know plotline stories. However, that no juice. Don't the interview no juice. was conducted by a person. You n- know that much, correct? At the reunion. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I know they do like the the like when they're all sitting on the couch. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. They, And they have a guest person that's asking the questions. Oh. That's, I don't know. Have you have you seen I'm that Nikki? The, the Andy. 
Yeah. Cohen is usually doing it, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. I thought you were about to spill some secrets because I still haven't watched that season yet. Oh, my gosh. So go Boom. ahead. Go ahead. Go. Go ahead. As long as you're not spilling any beans because I literally went to Bravo and I'm like, I don't have a TV provider. I can't log in. Like I, I was going to do the whole fake account thing. <laughs> So I, was I like, feel right, you on the struggle. I didn't mean to laugh because, yeah, I, I no, feel that's you on okay. that. It's I, laughable. Same here. <laughs> Trust. Uh, okay, boom. Thank you for that. <clears throat> Anyways, on Twitter, somebody misquoted something. Uh, and in a certain amount of time after you go through Real Housewives of Potomac and the full finales um, and the other stuff, then what happened about two minutes ago will make sense to you. So at a certain point, uh, you can come back to episode 26 and be like, okay, this thing happened. Um, It went over my head in the moment. However, um, it's going to hit. And I'm so excited for it to hit. Uh, And that's all I'm going to say. There's like a big mystery question mark in my head. So I'm going to put that towards the back. And And trust, it's it's, it's, finished the show, I'm like, Yes. Okay. Yes. We're so good. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. It's it's like a time capsule there, because this is literally marking a moment for like the future. I'm so excited. Uh, okay. You have no idea how juiced I am about this. I don't, uh, but I will be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm also excited to talk to Daniel about this little uh, thing because uh, what I was going to talk about is something that we like exchanged some giggles over uh, mm-hmm. over social media. So I'm like. Oh, um, good. Even more. So, yeah, look at that. Full circle on the, on the Daniel story. We did that. Uh, Once we talk to him, we're going to be like, <laughs> spit some bars. We're going <laughs> to throw on a Nikki instrumental, and he's just going to have to pop off. Yes. Uh, that's, that's the challenge. Yeah, I'm like, you know, send so us the ready, audio Daniel. file. We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, spaces is a thing that happens on Twitter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> where people come and they listen to this, but whatever. Uh, so right now it was a Nikki Spaces. However, the two of us caught a really interesting Spaces last week, which I forwarded you because, again, like I like to <laughs> chill and relax, uh, just hop on Twitter. Uh, and I was like, this thing came across the the trending for me. Uh, and it was a Spaces, uh, again, so a place where people can hop in and listen and other people who have the floor are allowed to speak there's a lot of inner workings there. Moral is the theme of this spaces that I'm alluding to uh, was uh, do black men protect black women? Mm-hmm. Uh, and as soon as I saw it, I think it was right after we got done recording last week or like the week prior. It right. Had, it was it like was right we got like a off a couple weeks ago. But yeah, it was very interesting. Right. Uh, and so then I, I forwarded it to you. And, and yeah, Not and then funny, it was just like, funny. <laughs> like <laughs> oh, it did get funny for a minute, though. It's just it's I don't know. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even going to go move forward with that. But it was very good. It was a very good um, discussion to talk to. Yeah. To listen well, it, to. it was it was it was thick. That's the thing. Because, you know, what a question to yeah. really take into account, you know? Yeah. Um, do black men protect black women? Uh, and it was, uh, there was like power dynamics and then there was just like semantics and there were so many different things that all came into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. 
I guess we never got, I never got to like unpack that with you. And I just always wondered like, what You're going to hit felt? me with this right now to unpack? This is a deep discussion. <laughs> this is, is a whole deep? episode. A little bit. I mean, you kind of hit me with the punchline like, hey, boom, this is the topic today. Like, no, I had no preparation. <laughs> well, I guess not the whole subject, just that experience of being in that, in that space is not for us to attack the question itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just. Like a a recap, a summary, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it was very interesting to listen to. And my interpretation, I'll obviously ask you for your interpretation after mine, but with my interpretation, like, the women were just like, men ain't shit. (laughs) And and the men were just like, well, nah, like, you know, not all men cheat and, you know, um, like, basically asking for excuses to be who they are. Like, they need a pass because they're men. Because most of society allows men to get away with so much and that, you know, they play the victim is basically kind of how the whole conversation went. And um, I agreed with the women up to a certain extent. Like, granted, yeah, all not all men are the same point blank period. I will throw that out there. But more men than less men um, do have a tendency of I don't of of. I don't think that they do protect black women. Like, I feel like more men, more black men should be protecting more black women in a lot of different areas and a lot of different ways, um, depending on the situation, whether there's, you know, kids in the picture or even just a relationship. I feel like there's a lot of excuses that men play. Um, and when they are doing the right thing, and this is just men in general, I'm not going to necessarily pinpoint black men. Um, but I feel like men definitely, if, they're, when they do what they're supposed to do it with, if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, they expect a praise for it. And I feel like that alone goes to show um, that there's a lot that needs to change in terms of what those norms are and those, I don't know, I guess I can't really explain it. Hopefully it's coming off a little bit like kind of, you know, how I'm trying to explain it. Um, but yeah, so with that whole conversation, I feel like, I understood where the women were coming from in terms of raising a family. Um, obviously, that stereotype, um, which is realistically, you know, a, more often than not a real one to where there's, you know, not a lot of black men present. Um, but then that goes even further down into racism and systematic racism. But men also do have a choice. They're grown. And I feel like in that conversation, they made it seem like, okay, well, you, y'all you are grown. You should be making your own decisions. There should be no way, you know, we shouldn't have to hold your hand through everything. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of the summary that I received off of it. And then, of course, there's that one guy that was like, listen to my mixtape. Like, oh, <laughs> that's gosh, that, that whole thing. That took, like, 20 oh, minutes that, to, I, like, parse funny. through. That was funny. And even some of the black men were like, bro, stay over there. Like, get off. Like, we're not talking to you. Like, <laughs> I just hated but, um, that. Oh, go ahead, please. No, that was all. That was all I was going to say. I was going to say, what's your interpretation of it? No, I was going to. Well, that part of that guy with this thing, he was all, have you listened to my mixtape? As if people I said, were women like. women are queens. And that goes to show exactly <laughs> my point, too, is like. Why do we have to, as women, be on your jock as soon as you say something that's, like, uh, complimentary? You know, what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, I don't know. I don't What's know. The presumption it's, it's, that's that, a whole like, conversation. I feel like when it comes to the actual topic, I feel like, yeah, we're going to have our own 
ideas on the topic, but just to summarize what was going on in that conversation, that's what was going on in that conversation. But I mean, like, I guess I have my I would have my own interpretation of everything, but I definitely understood where the women were coming from. I didn't really have too much sympathy for the men, um, but there's just there's so much to devour with that, you know. But ultimately, no, I don't think so. I think it's the other way around. Yeah. Women protect, you know, women are the main protectors, I feel like, of anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't, you have to convince me. (laughs) (laughs) Dress. My hands are up, palms facing forward, you know. uh, uh, And as I've mentioned, you know, women, uh, mothers, uh, just in general, you know, I'm always praising my aunties, my cousins, my sisters, uh, you know, the true superheroes out here. Yeah, fully, 100% down. Uh, And yeah, I did, along with you, I was just like, uh, I don't know, there's like the eye roll moments, uh, Mm -hmm. and then also the really cool moments. I I appreciated how um, when the the leaders of the conversation, like the, the main women that were leading the conversation, when they were really able to step in, uh, and to also just throw down facts, you know, like yeah. the, these are statistics that are charted by such and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, such and such policy already dictates this and that. Uh, I really appreciated that as well. You know, um, the talk of, you know, checking out the FBI website and understanding uh, that it's more than just these notions and these feelings and stereotypes and tropes and stories that get shared. It's It's actual tangible Mm -hmm. stuff and then that's only what's documented and as we know much of what actually occurs isn't part isn't actually documented so much of what occurs in real life isn't actually documented you know uh and so then just how scary that is uh of all the people that aren't included in that number and that number already being you know so devastating Mm -hmm. uh so just even having that introduced in the conversation was like, I appreciated it so much more because yeah, I, all the other stuff that you're saying, just even, you know, societally, uh, and the way that we, you know, engage between dynamics of, of men and women and the binary and all this stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's just the muttits. It's the biggest eye roll. Right. Yeah. Um, and like you mentioned, you know, the, the trope of, uh, a fatherless family or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, you know, or even just the actual act and behavior, the mannerism of having the choice mm-hmm. uh, to where you're, you're not uh, connected to a new life in the same way that a mother is connected to that life. You know, having yeah. physically undergone the, pre- the, the process uh, and also endured the trauma um, and becoming a brand new person, you know, like you, as we know with large trauma, like you're not the same person that you were prior to that, you know, mm-hmm. you come, you're a different person on the other side. Uh, and so, and that personhood is attached to this now brand new life, you know, that mm-hmm. the be that, you know, that the mother created, you know, so just that alone, there's a different dynamic dynamic and a different connection uh, to where it's like, yeah, you can't abandon, or even the the, the life force of the child, you know, like um, breast milk itself, you know, being able to feed, um, you know, and we're speaking very high level, 
you know, on all of the biology stuff here because, you know, I'm no expert. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's mind-blowing to me how all of that is so true and yet people still, um, you know, men particularly, I guess in this case, uh, don't acknowledge that uh, and operate with that information Mm -hmm. um, in a way that is honoring and respectful uh, to uh, the process that, you know, the other half of that equation isn't able to ignore in the same way that men do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like, but yeah, that's a whole, whole conversation for sure. Um, But yeah, I feel like we definitely have work to do and I feel like black men do need to do better. Um, But that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. It was, (laughs) I like like too that they were like, because it's like, I hate doing that and knowing that our platform, it's not like we have black, like all of our listeners are black listeners. Like we, I feel like, and this is just me. I feel like I have mm. to be a little bit conscious a little bit because we do have white listeners and I don't want to bash our black men. We definitely well, you know, we, we love our black men, but it is a conversation um, that I definitely wouldn't mind getting in depth to. But I don't want to say too much on a point to where it just sounds like we're going to brisk over it and I'm sounding like I'm attacking black men when that's not my intent to do. But Boom. um, but yeah, so there's there's a lot, I think, a lot to it. And then you have music, obviously, and how we're portrayed in media. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, it's a whole conversation that I think we can dive deep into and weed out a little bit and give a better explanation as to, you know, what, yeah, black men aren't doing their job in terms of protecting black women. But like I said, um, that's not all men. You know, there are yeah. very much black men who are handling their handling their ish with the, you know, by doing so not only protecting their black women but protecting their black family um and are playing that role but that's what we need more of and then i mean it goes all the way down to mental health and how they were raised and race it's all a factor but it's not an excuse because when you look at the black woman you know she could play the pity party all day long if she really wants to you know what i Mm -hmm. mean all the way back to slavery where she was raising the, the white kids you know so um, yeah, there's definitely room for improvement, to say the least, and just stepping it up a little bit. Because, I mean, black women are amazing. And, um, you know, we can. De- I feel like we deserve better from our own. Um, but that's a whole talk in itself. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, then, <laughs> too, it's... There, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's too... It, it extends past race and ethnicity. You know, it's just... You know, that's a biological debate to an associate, a societal uh, conversation, you know, where it's not just black women, black men, you know, it's men, oh, women. Yeah. I mean, it, you it, know. it can be a whole conversation. Yeah, I think yeah. by narrowing it down and just in terms of relatability and just really spotlighting a lot of things that need to be brought up within our black communities, I think it's a great topic to flow on. But it's not the same for all races by any means. But if we do like gender roles, okay, can men yes. appreciate women? And just in a Thank basic you. sense, yes. we could definitely discuss that as well. But like I said, the more I feel like the more interesting topic is or more interesting. What's the word? Focal point of mm. having that conversation, I think, is beneficial. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can you can read that question in so many different ways and kind of what's the word kind of shape it into how you want to ask the question or how you want to go about the discussion. Um, but in terms of gender roles, it's kind of the same, and it's not the same, but the same in a sense to where 
you know, more often than not, the woman is carrying the weight more than she should be. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, cause I'm really I, trying to think in a broad aspect because the, how we started the question was black men and women. Correct. So well, then now, you, you know, we're yeah, well, that's what the spaces bit. was about. Oh, the yeah. Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but yeah, um, Definitely worth diving into when I when I got research, Kellen. You can't I be think, dropping no. these deep <laughs> questions on me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I get that. I get that for I can sure. Lay it out appropriately. Yeah. Well, I, I guess just don't want to was... get into a point and then we're talking on it for like yeah. three hours. But, but yeah. yeah, that was a thing that kind of like was hard watching. So it's like the funny part and also the hard part listening or not watching, listening in. It's just like this debate is greater than do black men protect black women? You know, because there it's, you know, like that's what, that's my point is that it's, it's, we're at least in that conversation, it was like, this is the bite that they're trying to take. Yet it was a much larger bite because, you know, um, black men, that's one, that's already an intersection there black women that's already an intersection there and then there's tons of intersections within those intersections you know mm-hmm. uh so that's why it, it was also just kind of like sitting back and listening um yeah. it, it was also like yeah like you're saying like taking into account gender roles and then just societal roles and these other things that don't even have to do with our race or ethnicity you know these are just that's what i'm saying it's like it's a greater debate yeah, yeah, that's the hard the way part. That, that it's like the lens is like down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, well, these aren't even all of our issues as our people necessarily to make. Uh, it's, it's greater. You know, I don't know. That's I, I feel know. like it's almost yeah. the opposite. Like, I feel like if you think of like a jawbreaker, right, there's layers okay. to a jawbreaker that you got to get through till you get to the core. And yeah. I feel like the core of the issue is obviously the mental and the well being, just mental and well-being of black peoples and that's the core but you still have all of this other stuff that society deems important or all of Mm -hmm. these um misogynistic um ways of life and fluidity of how normalized it is and that's the layer so you have the first layer of just men and women the gender that we have to get through then you have the next layer of sexuality then you have the next layer of you know it just ongoing to the core of the issue and really just figuring out how to make it better for our culture is the core and i think that's just kind of how it works with a lot of things when it comes to race and just our country there's a lot of layers that have to be peeled back you know until Mm -hmm. we are we are getting to in a conclude getting to a direct conclusion so I guess that's how I personally think about it is like, yeah, there's gender roles, there's this, there's this. And then when it then we can get down to the core issue as to, you know, our race or whatever, if that makes sense. Yeah. But but yeah, there's different ways and different takes that you can look at it. But there's still a lot more. There's a lot more to it. And that that includes that is, you know, obviously getting through just men and women, you know, starting with Adam. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like you can't talk race yet because it's like we just got these. We just got a male. We just got a female. We already got issues. How are we going to get to race yet? You know what I mean? So there's so many different ways to look to look at it. 
but yes. yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, the best part of it all definitely was that like there were laughs galore, uh, you know, because like it is such oh, a heavy sure. subject. Yet the fact that like I just love that part of like the culture as well. Um, on yeah. either side is like, man, these are some like really like disparaging times. It's just like hard <laughs> times. Yet we are laughing our asses off at the things in between, and it is making it oh so good. Uh, yeah. You know, like again, that rapper that busted in was like, "Have you listened to my mixtape?" Yeah. Uh, and then like how that one guy came on, he was like, "We're in here having a conversation about pizza." And you bust in and say, "Hey man, I do love cornbread." Like, wait, exactly. what? I was dying. <laughs> and like, what are you like, talking what? about cornbread? <laughs> like, and then, then one of them, one of the guys in the back goes. You drink Kim, you drink cream corn. Like I was That's like, wait right. a minute. It's like, wait, like who's talking that? about the guy who with the mixtape. Like I'm like, you can't take black people nowhere. Like, like where did that come from? Oh, oh my gosh! Now he sounds like he drinks creamed corn. Oh. I was like, bro. All right. It's very engaging. It's like they're trying to have this serious conversation. And they're serious themselves when they're making like serious and but it's but it's funny. Like, (laughs) so it was a very (laughs) up and down conversation. But yeah, so that was just and that's just me expounding on what they were there on their answers to the question. Obviously, if I just got the question itself. I might have a different alternative in terms of, like, I would have a different response, but just bouncing off of what they were saying and how they were responding, um, that was kind of whatever I just said for the last 10 minutes. That was just me kind of expounding on what their responses were, but definitely yeah. worth a topic worth getting into at oh, some for sure. point. And it yeah. was great just being a listener. You know, that oh, was for sure. That was so dope. <laughs> I wouldn't even want to say nothing because as soon as you Me say something, either. somebody's gonna light your ass up if you say the wrong thing. Like Exactly. <laughs> you will not get away with it. They were like, first of all, you don't make sense. Or like <laughs> they'll be like, What's your name? The one that would just spoke? Yeah, that's stupid. Like it was just like, bro, I I wouldn't even want to say anything at all. Like, don't even don't pick on me. Like <laughs> I kept checking my phone to make sure that I was still just a listener, just in case. I would, too. (laughs) Because I was like, I don't want to slip up and be Mm -mm. like, oh, this person requested. Uh, They want to be like, no. I'm getting chills right now. I'm getting nervous thinking about, like, getting put into the spaces, being like, okay, Kellen, what do you have to say? Um, You wanted in. Like, oh, my gosh, wait. No, my bad, (laughs) y'all. Oh, I would be yeah. like, no, I'm going to spend you know, Rum Zoom, Rum Zoom call. Like, I would, I would, I would most like, <laughs> right. You would just like hear my nails, like, trying yeah. to like, <laughs> turn off, turn off. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, a full mess. Um, well, anyways, I really appreciated that you hopped in that <laughs> with me because it, uh, it was cool it was to good. experience that with you. It, again, it reminds me of just like the little bits of, uh, contri- or participating in current culture. Like, I know yeah. it's only Twitter, and I know it's only spaces, yet, you know, uh, it's it's a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be a thing to look back on, just as 106 and Park was a thing to look back on, or these versus battles uh, that, you know, started off on Instagram and now have made their way up are, are going to be something to look back on. Uh, what era were you, 106 and Park? Uh, well, still, a- well, AJ and Free. Um, so prior that to was like the best one, I yeah. had Terrence and Roxy growing up. Oh, uh, uh, cool, you and Free did. Yeah, AJ. And uh, this is when like AJ had ones. the long hair. This is before yeah, Free braids. did before she got on um, that song um, for the Fighting Temptations. 
um, oh, when, she before she it? did that verse. I have to re-listen to it. Um, that was her. Yeah, so she did a verse, uh, and then they got, like, upset, and that was, like, right towards the end of, like, her being on there, because they were like, oh, you're trying to, like, grow and outdo the show. At least that was, like, the narrative that I received back then. Uh, So, yeah, like, the whole Aaliyah era. um, Yeah, they were, like, when I was a kid, kid. And then once I was in high school, that's when I had Terrence and Roxy. Okay. Destiny's Child. You know, like, I I saw, like, the the Michelle moment live. You know, those types of, that was, like, my era. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, early early 2000s. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. That was the show. I'd watch yeah. it every single day coming home from school. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was like 2000 to... And then I left the the high, the, the high school. Wow. I left the home and or high school <laughs> in 2005. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was in between that time, like 2000 to 2005. Because, um, yeah, I remember Aaliyah passing away in 01. Uh, and then, like, going through all of that, like, oh, that was just, like, miserable times. Uh yeah, yeah, being like so locked in on BET, VH1, MTV, like all through that. Um, and then all the other movies that came out on the different channels or like documentaries, you know, documenting her life. Uh, mm-hmm. I just remember that being like a major cultural moment. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's when I was around. <laughs> that was a classic, classic show. Show enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, Back when I used to actually watch music videos. I don't watch them now. Back when they used to show music videos on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't now. And I didn't want to miss it. I'm like, did I miss number two yet? Did I miss, like... <laughs> Ooh, on the countdowns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd be like, this is number one again. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, this didn't deserve number one. It should have been number three. Like, when a lot of times... Because it's obviously you tapping and you vote for top yep. ten or whatever. And so... Um, Sometimes I'd be a dis- disappointed with their choices, but <laughs> it was a good show. Yeah. And then when they had people come on to like, oh, what was it? Was it Freestyle Fridays? Is that what it yes. was? Ooh, I, had, I used yes. to like that little segment. Yeah, that was dope. I'm like, oh, some people sucked. Like, I mean, some <laughs> people were like, dang, they need a record deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. There was definitely in between. Yeah, it didn't feel like it. You know, it mm-hmm. felt like it was one or the other. It's like, okay, yeah. you're either dope Ex- yeah. <laughs> or just the absolute flop, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wop, wop. Yeah. Show. You watch Showtime at the Apollo? Uh, no. Why do you say it like that? Because <laughs> I'm like, I've seen. That's a classic. I've like I used seen to watch that all the time things, as a kid. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. That's why I say I'm I like, mm, you know, like I I've seen it. yet did not watch. You know, speaking yeah, yeah, of yeah. what one does habitually. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my mom used to watch that all the time. We used to watch it as a kid. And then like when the Sandman came out, that's when I really get funky. Like, uh-oh, when they whop them off. But yeah, yeah. for those of you who have not seen it. You could find it on Peacock, I think. They have a, quite a few episodes on, like, Steve, Har- Steve Harvey was the host. but And the show they need to bring back is New York Undercover. Did you ever watch that show? No. Yoba? Oh, that was a classic. And it's so sad because that's such a good show. Like, that was, like, a hit in the 90s. But you never hear about it. But it was so good. And they don't have it on any app. Like, no app. Huh. Like, somebody needs to protest this because it was an iconic show of the 90s. It's I like a black long order or something. Like, it's really good. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I'm Googling it right now. Okay. So good. Okay. So oh, good. yes. Okay. Yes. Um, 
now that I'm seeing some images, I'm like, okay, I, I recognize these faces uh, <laughs> in these, like, landscape or, like, the plot. You know, I'm surprised. the images you get. I'm surprised it's not on a show. Like, they had all yeah, types of, like, hit, like, like, um... I mean, Naomi Campbell's in like, like the first yeah, five that are suggested. They had so. so many different groups. Like, yeah, they it was star studded. So that's why I'm surprised. Wow. But it's really, really good. Anyway, we can stop boring <laughs> you guys with our media talk and recommendations that Never. we always seem to have. We uh, can bring in our bring in our guests whenever yeah. you're ready. <laughs> They're yeah. tired of us, probably. I, hopefully, we still got some listener, listeners. If we got some stragglers out there, I'm glad you made it this far. You're about to hear from somebody that's, you know, actually knows what what she speaks. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, agreed on Unlike that. Myself. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm excited. Dr. Bernice Lacey considers herself a Black and Indigenous mother, scholar, professor. Her current research focuses on amplifying the voices of women of color in K-12 educational leadership, promoting social justice leadership, emancipatory leadership, freedom dreaming that leads to transformative education, and centering race and gender. She uses critical qualitative methods while drawing from critical race theory, critical race feminism, intersectionality, Black feminist thought and indigenous epistemologies. I feel like I butchered that word. Hopefully I didn't too much. But Dr. Guillory is also a former HS teacher, high school teacher, and a high school principal. So I'm going to stop speaking and just allow Dr. Bernice Guillory to go ahead and put some respect on her name. Um, with, so without further ado, are you ready? So now. All right, let's bring her in. Oh my gosh, Michaela, here we are once again with a beautiful guest. Look at yes, this amazing, well, yes. nobody else can see what's on the screen. However, take our word for it. Divine, immaculate, glammed out, amazing, beautiful, doctor in person, mother, wife galore. Hello, Miss <laughs> Venice. Uh, Guillory Lacey. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, she said, put some respect on her you name. Know? I'm going to list every credential that she has. <laughs> and these are just bullet points, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and hopefully here in our next uh, few our minutes house. together, we can flesh out all of the amazingness that is just ever so glided over in, in my words. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, you know, let's forget my words and let's open up the floor to our amazing guests uh, to introduce themselves to the world. Please. Please. <laughs> What's up, everyone? I am so happy to be here and I'm so grateful and honored um, to be here and to answer questions and to just chat. Um, I am Venice Guillory Lacey. I am from Lapway, Idaho, from the Nimu Pooh Reservation. Um, my parents are Jeff and Connie Guillory. And I, I grew up there. I am a mother. Um, I have three children. I'm a, a wife to Chris. Um, my kids are uh, Nevaeh, Trinity, and Zion. I like to give a huge shout out to my family. Um, I wouldn't be here without them. Uh, I need all the support. Um, and they give it to me. And I'm so grateful and thankful for them. Um, I am now in California, though. I'm, you know, I'm from Idaho, but I'm actually in California. I am uh, working as a professor, uh, assistant professor at San Jose State University. Um, I recently graduated uh, from WSU Washington State University with my PhD. 
And so it's a new kind of life for me in this role. I've seen my brothers kind of take this on, um, but I've never actually been a professor before. I've been a K through 12 teacher, but this is a new world and uh, I'm having so much fun um, in this professor role. Uh, and I love California, um, the sun and the palm trees um, and being from the, you know, being only 30 minutes from the beach. Um, I love it. And um, I love being from both areas. I love being from the Pacific Northwest, um, the Nespers Res. I love that. And I love also coming to this area as well. So that's a little bit about me. Uh, oh, my. You know, and again, just highlighting that PhD. Congratulations. You know, you're within uh, your first year of celebration, correct? Yeah. Uh, you know, so here you are in your, in your victory march, in, in your first yes. round of your victory march. And yes. we are so uh, appreciative of the time and effort that you uh, put into your own journey uh, especially, you know, as you just mentioned very, very shortly, you know, how ingrained you are with education uh, and, and uh, moving that forward, not only in your life, yeah, obviously setting examples for the three human beings that you're cultivating, uh, you know, alongside, you know, your husband as well and, and the rest of your extended family. So again, you know, doubling back to that PhD <laughs> and, and you, you really uh, making some awesome steps in your journey. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, you did mention uh, from Lapway and uh, thank you for even just uh, <laughs> giving a, you gave the, the real Nimi Poo introduction. You let people know your family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel all shamed out when I do my introductions and I don't introduce my family. I'm like, oh, my I know God. me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the way down to the res dogs. Like it's just, everyone. <laughs> right that's what we're taught like growing up like when you introduce yourself you introduce your family so we know where you're coming from you know or who you're who you're coming from so yeah it's it's integral to yeah to the reservation life and and to the small town of lapway itself you know it helps place you Mm -hmm. in in the community and it lets people of different generations be able to connect to you uh, which, yeah, I love that factor about the way that we introduce ourselves. Uh, and going into that too, uh, between your your two parents and 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 how uh, you know you were brought up in Lapway, uh, you know, I guess for people they know that for me, my mother was uh, native. She's Nez Perce, and I don't know my biological father. You know, I spent time in Seattle as well as in Lapway, you know, going back and forth between a major metropolitan area and the small reservation. Um, And that was my family dynamic, you know, until uh, at a certain point, my stepfather came in and he's native. So then I was split between two different reservations. Uh, So for you, um, may you break down just a little bit, like your your strong lineage and how that's been super influential and where you've been going? Yeah, um, great question. You know, um, my dad is African-American. He is from Texas. And so he grew up during the civil rights era. Um, And my my mom and dad, they met in college at University of Idaho. Uh, My dad played football for University of Idaho and um, my mom was going to school and that's how they met. Um, And my mom already had my older brother, Ricky, uh, Ricky Hernandez, and I think he was about two when um, she was in college and she met my dad. 
And um, my dad just took to Ricky and we call him Ricky Joe. Um, and my mom just saw like, you know, my dad just loved my, my brother. And so she was like, he's the one. <laughs> um, so they, they got married. And um, ever since then, my dad is 73 and they met when they were like 20 or 21. So he's been on the res that long. So 50 some years Um, and they graduated and they, they moved around a little bit. They moved, you know, they lived in like Seattle, Tacoma, Olympia. They moved around like in their twenties and thirties. And then they had me, um, well, they had my three older brothers and then me. And um, I had an interesting childhood. Uh, My dad uh, was, he loved his, you know, he loved the, the Nespers culture, but he, he was, you know, he was black and he loved the black culture. He loved who he was um, and who he is. And so growing up in Texas, he was a cowboy. I mean, he was a cowboy, like a real cowboy, his family. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's what they, that's what they still do. My, my cousins uh, raise horses. And um, so, you know, the, the black cowboys aren't really part of the, the narrative the popular narrative. Um, but I read research where it's like one, I think it was like, uh, one in four, uh, were, were black cowboys. So, um, moving to the reservation, my dad just thrived. Cause he was like, there's horses, there's nature. Um, <laughs> and he loved the Nespers people. So when I say it's interesting is that my dad created our house to be like, um, just, full of black culture. I mean, food, entertainment, um, everything. It was like we lived in a black home. But then as soon as I stepped out of the door, I was just encompassed by the Nespers culture. Mm-hmm. So I got, I lived almost like two worlds, like even with my brothers, um, we listened to, you know, R&B, hip hop, all the, you know, pop culture, everything the food. Um, and then I would go to school and everyone would be native, you know? And, um, so I got, I got both. Um, and it, it kind of was a struggle, um, because I, you know, going to school, I'm obviously not full native and the kids see that I'm not full native. And, but I feel like I kind of, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was just a conundrum that I was living. And um, I look back and it was so, it was an amazing experience, but it was actually really hard because I was like wrestling with both of my, my identities, basically. Um, who's going to accept me, right? Uh, I wasn't, I didn't feel fully accepted by um my native peers because I wasn't full native. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when I would get around um, black folks, they're like, well, you're not, you're not full. You're not really black. Like you're from the reservation. You're not fully, you're not fully us either. So I was like in, I've, I've lived that just being in the middle and living in the middle teaches you to, um, it just, it, it teaches you to be courageous. Like you have to have courage to live in this world and have multiple identities and just be yourself because this world will tell you to put, 
put yourself in a box so that this is what you are and this is what you're going to be for the rest of your life. Um, and what being in the middle, living in the middle has taught me that I can freely flow with whatever I want. I can freely flow in, in my native culture and I can freely flow in my black culture whenever I feel like it. And no one can tell me, mm-hmm. <laughs> no one can tell me that I can't, I'm not either, or I'm not what I am. Does that make sense? Without um, a doubt. So it took me a while. It's taken me a while to get to this place. I am 40. I'm about to be 41. And oh. so I, I, it has taken me a long time because it's, it's been, it's been hard. Um, because I've struggled with, you know, identity issues and who am I, who do I want to be? Um, mm-hmm. who am I to the core? Does that make sense? So my, mm-hmm. my, Growing up on the res is uh, teaches you a lot, teaches you to be strong <laughs> and resilient. <laughs> yep. And it teaches you to laugh and it teaches you to be okay with getting, you know, teased and joke, you know, joke, joking around. And, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of, of where I've come because it's made me stronger and I can survive in this big city. Yeah, I think that's one commonality, I think, amongst all Black natives and why we have such a strong sense of connection when we just start talking with one another. It doesn't take long for us to laugh or to smile or to relate because we've all had that same exact experience of finding our our, our identity in the world and sometimes our own, most of the time our own, making us feel like, okay, makes you question your identity, you know, when it should be the complete opposite. So it's like maneuvering around and having that, you know, kind of history and that struggle that we connect through. It's a whole experience, you know, and it's really good being able to sit down and speak and talk to our own because we have those those similarities and our differences aren't actually all that different except for maybe the experience itself. So, um, but with that, like my dad, he was, he was the same way. He was like, you know, you have two very strong identity, two very strong cultures and, you know, you, you're black and you're native, you know, and this is what you need to know being a black person. You know, he couldn't teach me how to be native necessarily, but he was like, I want you to understand where you come from um, to the extent of which he knows, basically, you know, read the books, you know, watch the movies, listen to the music, whatever it is, you know, this, this is who you are. This is where you come from. And, you know, there's so much to learn that you can learn. So I guess with that, because everybody, anybody who knows the Jeff Guillory, he's a very wise, wise, wise man. Did he, Bow does down. he have any, <laughs> does he have any, did he have any key teachings or key, you know, anything that really stood out to you growing up that he would tell you um, just basically growing up on the res and being different? Um, he would tell me honestly to be strong, like, Mm -hmm. you know, when I would get made fun of, um, for, for being black, um, Mm -hmm. he would just tell me like, I've been through that. I know what that feels like, but you know, you can resist and push back. You can say stuff back. And he would tell me like, you can, um, you know, you can fight back and mm-hmm. and be strong, be strong. Like that was his big thing was like, you're, you're, you're growing from this, be strong. Um, don't let this, you know, push you down just, and it was teaching me like uh, throughout my life, there's always been some hurdle or some 
pushback. There's always been something. And I've always thought about that. I've always thought about what my dad tells me. It's like, be strong. You know, won't, this won't last all the time. It'll, you're going to overcome this. Um, but you can still resist, you know, you don't have to, um, I guess, succumb to whatever anybody's trying to do to you or say about you. Um, you just keep going and keep, and, and keep trucking. And that, that's, um, that's what I've kind of always taken from him is like, kept on my own path. Like I didn't, I never looked to my left or my right. I never looked at, honestly, like this is one of his teachings. Like, don't look at what anybody's doing. Um, everybody has a place in this world and they have a, a gift. They have gifts and they have a purpose and we're not all doing the same thing. So don't copy or don't look at what someone else is doing and try to be like them. You're here for a purpose to use your gifts. What now you need to find yours. What are your gifts? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've always done. I've always just stayed in my lane. I've never. Oh no. Is she out on your end too, Kellen? Yeah, sorry, Venice. The audio just went out. Um Sorry, I think that was oh, me. I got you now. That was me. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I, yes. I was I was kind of going crazy with my hands and it just it hit. <laughs> no, but I, I was saying that um uh you know, just staying in your own lane and not looking to the left or right. Um, and that's and I see that in both of you and what you're doing. Um, it is literally you are in your own lane, no one can compete with you. You are thriving, you're both beautiful, talented, gifted. Oh my lord, like it is. It is amazing um, to see what you both are doing and um, the gifts that you both have. And I, I really hope, I really hope you stay strong, like my dad said, and you just keep going with it because, um, oh my gosh, like I wish I had <laughs> as much <laughs> talent as you you all have. Like I, um, yeah. I mean, being able to organize and your art and the beating and the fashion. Did you all see Ivy Park drop? I think it was today. Yes. Was it? Yes. It's always Ivy on top Hall. of it. Ivy. <laughs> Ivy Next Hall. drop, ready for Ivy it. Hall. Oh my gosh. So I just, I was thinking of y'all when I saw it. I was like, oh. Anyway. Um, but, oh, well, I'm glad that you think of us <laughs> when you uh, think of Ivy Park. Yes, I did. And also, you know, just Hamakis Katiaya, this the hugest thank you. Uh, my heart is literally just like bursting over here. Yeah, uh, that was so beautiful. Thank you for all those kind words. I'm just like blushing over here. So. I know. <laughs> I, I truly, truly mean it. I really, truly mean it. I, I don't, I don't. Um, reach out to you all too much, but I've been watching. So I love the time. I love what y'all are doing. Well, thank um, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It, it's so cool too, because it really does. It's evidence of the fact of, you know, like our, our generation, you know, we can look to our left and we can look to our right and see, you know, people coming out with their PhDs, uh, you know, business owners, activists, uh, radio hosts, people in media, people getting into all these different things that are right. There are contemporaries, you know, and it's so cool to know that we are all driven in our own way 
uh, obviously evidenced by the three of us doing the things that we do in our life, correct? Uh, and at the exact same time, it's so encouraging to know, like, you know, as I'm working towards making these greater changes in life, it's really cool to see that there are others doing the same and collectively, you know, it's going yeah. to be awesome. What are the fruits of our efforts and our prayers and our good energy will create yes. for the future. Oh, I love that. Yes. Dropping dimes. Ooh, right. Well, <laughs> you know, they, they were dimes that I picked up too. Uh, because, you know, as we, the, <laughs> Put them in my little pocket, you know, I'm not, take I'm them out when I need to take <laughs> <laughs> you know it's the exchange of money here yeah. you know, that's my real uncle you status got a good again, 60 cents worth <laughs> right because i think of the times when like again uh just a random example like you know uncles will slide me money or like a grandparent you know they're like oh i got a little extra cash you know they slide it in your hand i've been trying to embrace <laughs> that spirit lately because i'm like okay i've had a lot of good stuff passed to me both wisdom and money so let me start to you know really embrace that spirit and carry it on yeah. to the future too so yes. uh yeah I love it completely. All right, folks. Well, we're going to call it right there for today's episode. Uh, however, we are only only at the tip of the iceberg with this cool little interview here with Venice. So next week, we'll pick right back up uh, and present the rest of the awesome interview that we got to have with Venice. Uh, and uh, definitely looking forward to it. Me too. All right. Well, again, another plot twist here in the history of quantum theory. Our first two-parter episode. Or do we do music as a two-part? What? Music? Yeah. Well, because I know episode two itself was music, right? However, was episode three basically the part two of music? You lost me. <laughs> um, I don't know what's in, going in, on. In, in the episode titles of our podcast, uh, I think we had a, our we I think we did have a part two prior to this. Oh, uh, oh, oh! You know what I mean, like a, a two part episode. I can't I can't think of what it was. I don't yeah. remember music, but it it could have been. You get what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I think so. Uh, I'm gonna check really quick. Y'all can hold on. Uh, we're gonna. <laughs> I want to verify this now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Never mind. It's taking too long. Um, well, maybe that's a, a, a QTP fact to look up. Um, is this in fact the first part two or two part episode, or is it the second? I feel like it's the second part two. Either way, it's always a good thing because we're bringing you some more amazing content. So let's go ahead and you know we'll we'll meet all our listeners over at the next episode. No, 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 no. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> we want to thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew. Simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though. So stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shoutouts to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at quantumtheorypod, and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotskiyapihechnu. See you next time.